Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show this week. I appreciate you listening in. If it's your first time, please let me know what you think of the show. Uh, I love it when people hit me up and they tell me uh, that they enjoyed the show, uh, what they enjoyed about it, who gave them some good pointers. Uh, I've definitely had a lot of people tell me their favorite episodes, and I'd like to hear yours, so make sure you let me know. And uh, yeah, so, but before we jump into the interview with Poetics, I do want to thank the patrons for the show. Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. Make sure you head over there for your clothing needs. He's got a lot of great gear, especially for the winter. So, truestrengthapparel.com for that. Uh, Jay Sannon, he is a music artist. Uh, he's my newest patron for the show. He's got a new single called Nobody. So, make sure you go check that out. And uh, LT Smith, he is an artist as well. He's got some music out there. The links for the music is, uh, well, all the links to the patrons are available in the show description. So you can just click that and go check out the supporters of the show. If you want to become a supporter, you head over to businesswithbordeaux.com and you can sign up as a patron there. I uh, have the, I think the level categories are $1, $3, $5, and $10. But uh, any kind of support at all helps. Even if you just want to go to iTunes and leave a comment and a rating. That also helps as well. So anyway, without further ado, here is the interview with Poetics. All righty, welcome back to another Business with Bordeaux interview. Here on the show with me, I have a producer that a lot of you probably already know. If not, this would be a great introduction to him. Uh, you've heard him work with Derek Miner with, I mean, really a ton of different artists out there in CHH. And he is a, uh, he's a Nectar producer. So, uh, which, you know, holds a special near and dear place to my heart. But, uh, yeah, man, I have with me Poetics. How you doing, man? What up? What up? I'm doing good. Just awesome, chilling. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so I definitely wanted to, uh, you know, I've told people this before, uh, the show, this isn't a music business only show, but, yeah. uh, I mean, I think by by the point by this point a lot of people can listen to it and get a lot of different aspects of the music business. But I'll be honest, man, I really hadn't touched on production yet, and yeah. and what role that plays in music. And I think uh, a, a lot of people are interested in that. And I posted up some questions on the um, on Twitter and on Facebook, and a lot of people have asked some questions, some uh, you know goofy questions some fun questions and some serious legit questions so i want to dive into that later so if you sent one in make sure you stay tuned all the way through the end so you can see if your question was asked but uh i'm pretty much going to ask all of them for the most part but mm -hmm. uh but yeah man so for anybody out there who don't know who poetics is man how did you get into what you're doing uh production and how many years you've been in the game um well i've been at production um uh, for a little over two years at this point um, it started with me for a while doing rap music, like just um, rapping myself, okay. and I was trash. <laughs> <laughs> like I was one of those artists that, um, like, uh, I did bootleg everything, like all the programs I used to record were bootlegged and all my beats were bootlegged and then I eventually <laughs> got to a point where I couldn't load anything. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start making my own beats. And then I started making beats and then, um, 
I had a few internships with a few different labels and stuff and um, built a connection with Canon and I was I had kind of taken a break from rapping just to focus on production and uh-huh. I had shown him some beats and he was like um, giving me a lot of feedback and helping me grow as a producer and um, through many 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 bad beats i eventually (laughs) started to get relatively good and it's just kind of been god taking the rings since then so it's so it's crazy how did you find uh what kind of internships were these and how did you find them uh for sure i had a internship at a music venue slash studio when i was it was my freshman year of college i was the only freshman with my major to actually get an internship which was pretty crazy but um it was at rocket town studios which is like a little music venue in nashville and they also have a studio built in um i interned after that at reflection music group with doc watson and um learned a lot from him and risha and built connections through there and then i interned at uh provident which is um sony's christian label they got like uh casting crowns um tons of different artists skillet all that i see their their logo shows up on all those christian movie roles that was my goal because i was like i want to be in this field and these are the people that are being successful in that field. So right. I'm going to go surround myself with as many successful people as I can. Smart, smart. So those were the major ones. Did you have any more? Um, not really internship-wise, okay. no. That was well, pretty and, much and, it. How did you find them? Um, well, the it all started with um, the Rocket Town one which was I I went well I originally messaged I emailed Doc Watson like forever ago like when I first came to Nashville I emailed him and I was just like hey man love what you guys are doing this was like four years ago at this point and I was just like hey I like what you guys are doing I'd love to be an intern with you I'm a freshman at this college and um he was like dope well i don't have anything right now but i could connect you with a music venue that we know in the area you could do an internship there eventually when we need something we can hook you in and um so he messaged them and then i went and interned there and then while i was there i met doc and then we kind of built a connection there and then the next year when he needed an intern to do some stuff he hit me up and then i interned there and then one of my teachers uh, was involved with sony provident and um, he had uh, wanted me to get in there because i was they had some hip-hop stuff they were doing at the time and he i was the only i was one of a few people at my college with my major that were actually involved in the hip-hop field 
where okay. most people were in the CCM. Like they all, there were like 50 people that wanted to be Lauren Daigle. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like a lot of people like that. A lot of, um, good luck. Acoustic stuff, pop stuff. <laughs> and I was like the only guy kind of, I was one of a few kind of doing what I was doing. Uh, definitely probably the only one that was doing production at the time though. So yeah. So were you able to make any, wait, what did, did you make any connections there? Um, a few here and there. Um, gotcha. Not as many surprisingly at the major label, but, um, a lot of connections with some curators and, different people with marketing and it was gotcha. it was interesting to see how they're all kind of interwoven together like the indie labels and the major labels like it's almost like labels nowadays they're almost releasing more music with people outside of the label like um well i was at provident they were working on music at the time they've released since then they released a bunch of music under the name the sound huh. which is like a, a worship hip-hop thing and they did a track with Derek, a track with canon that was all under provident and then um like doc does doc and rmg do a lot of stuff with other people from other labels and then even if you look at i didn't intern there but if you look at like 116 Right. They just released that Christmas record that's got like a lot of tons artists. of artists that aren't their artists. So it's kind of cool to see how it's all pieced together now with the internet. <laughs> right, right. So are you seeing just uh, the whole structure of labels just changing um, from what yeah, you've seen in that level? Definitely. Um, yes. Because a lot it's of people nowadays don't even need record labels to where you got stuff where like even track stars in a way with nectar they're almost a label at this point <laughs> right because right. they're getting artists they're distributing them and it's like um i think a lot of people like it because it gives them full freedom to kind of go whatever way they want and just have the people handle the stuff that they can't behind the scenes Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I know uh, with with the way the indie world works now, uh, there's a lot of artists who, you know, like Social Club, they didn't even want to go to a label for the longest time. Yeah. And so it's almost like you only go to a label if you absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I understand everything's changing now, man. So uh, so with your, um, so kind of going back to your inter- internship with RMG, working with Canon, uh, mm-hmm. when did you know like producing was going to be the thing you do how did you know that was that was you know poetics yeah. thing um well it was pretty much the first time i ever had like a big moment where i was like okay this could definitely be i'm trying to think which time it was probably there was definitely like because for a long time I still kind of do it, but I just kind of like send out beats as I make them to artists because I'm one of the I'm one of the few people I know that doesn't post beats online for sale. Like you can't gotcha. find like a 
a SoundCloud where I'm posting beats for people to buy. <laughs> right, um, right. I do all I do it all direct just because it's a lot scarier putting your own stuff on the internet like that just for people to steal. For me personally, but um, I had a moment where I was working with. I had hit up KJ52 because I had worked with him. I hadn't worked with him. We had met a few times in person at uh, different concerts and stuff. And I met him two or three times. And then I was, I hit him up and I was just like, hey, man, I know it was right before he released Jonah Part Uh 2. I was just like, hey, man, I know you um, aren't looking for beats right now. Album's already done. But I'd like to send through some stuff if that's possible. And um, he took the time to listen to him. And then, like, a few days later, he was like, hey, man, so this one beat, I'm going to get Cannon on it. And then <laughs> nice. he was like, so that was the Savage beat. And then he was like, and I'm going to delay my album to put it on there. And I was just like, <laughs> whoa. Because <laughs> it was crazy to me because I've been listening to him since I was in like middle school or late late elementary school was when right. I was first getting into like Christian hip hop so it was like one of those moments where, that was just like one of those god moments where I'm just like that's crazy like to look back and think like to 14 year old me to think that in the future I'll be doing stuff like that with them is just crazy and it was a moment because I had built a lot with Cannon. So it was like the fact that, because he didn't even really know that Cannon and I knew each other. Oh, and then okay. he was like, yeah, I'm getting Cannon on this track. And then I was like, like, it was just cool. All the pieces coming together. And that was probably the first time I had a big moment like that. Right, right. Now, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean because the very first interview, recorded interview I've ever done was with KJ52. Yeah. And I felt like a complete moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no lie. From the very beginning of the interview, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, do I have your permission to be able to release this video recording? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. So embarrassed. I wish I could interview him again and apologize. But, um, but yeah, man, so working with KJ and Cannon. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about not putting music out there, saying it's kind of scary to just have stuff out there. Is mm-hmm. that because you don't want people to replicate it, or, or what's the reasoning behind that? Um, well, with because I get a lot of people take parts of beats and then like they'll just rip it from the internet and then right. just like take a part of the beat and sample that, or they'll um take it try to remove the tags off it and um they'll just release music online not even reach out to the producer not pay anything right and also i feel like it gives me (laughs) just drink a bunch of soda but i also feel like it gives me almost like a exclusivity to be able to say like when i send someone beats i'm like um, you're only the second person I've ever sent these beats to. Uh, just finished them like a day or two ago, and they haven't moved anywhere yet. 
haven't shown them anywhere there's no chance anyone else has heard them yet and right. it that helps kind of raise your price when you can be able to tell the artist no one's going to be a, able to find this beat and remix it after it's your song if you buy it now kind of thing gotcha it kind of can help you have your price a little bit higher <laughs> i gotcha now i got a question um i don't know if I don't know if there's any way to do this or not, but I know like whenever you're you're writing, like something you know in college when you write papers, mm-hmm. uh, you submit it to this program. It scans it to see if there's any duplicated sentences or any plagiarism. Uh, how would you know like you're safe with a beat? Like because I I would imagine if you're a producer and you have something in your head that you may mm-hmm. have probably heard it from somewhere else. Is there any way to safeguard accidentally? Uh, copying or, or sampling somebody's beat or anything like that? Um, that's kind of hard to say, too, because there's so many producers that kind of sound the same. Right, right. Uh, especially in, like, trap hip-hop. And I'd say it's kind of the same in almost boom bap also. But um, you hear a lot of the same drum patterns, so it can't really come down to drum pattern. Gotcha. And, um, what I do pretty much with production wise, if I'm starting a beat fresh is I, I just pick a key and then, which I don't know how much you know about like music theory or stuff like that, but it's like, once you pick a key, anytime you play chords within that key, they're going to sound good together. Right. So I pretty much just kind of like freestyle some chords, come up with some melodies and then just start it all fresh and then kind of build around that. Um, but I'll definitely say that I'll take like inspiration from a lot of places when it comes to like how I mix my drums or 808s. Like I get a lot of inspiration from like underground, super aggressive stuff. <laughs> right, right. But um, you just got to know when you're taking it too far inspiration wise because you don't want to be a okay okay carbon copy clone right right has there ever been compared to people too often (laughs) have you ever like felt like you might have been comparable to somebody for one reason or another wait what was that i said is there is there anybody you have felt like you might have been coming close to like too close to sounding like somebody else um there was a while where i felt like i was sounding a little too close to zaytoven okay because okay. <laughs> he's one of my like favorites of all time but i got super into um because he's known for just having like one instrument per beat mm-hmm. and it just being piano or an organ right. and there was a while where i was doing that and i was just like but besides <laughs> besides that i feel like i'm pretty good about kind of making my own sound right now whenever you're uh when, like do, do you have moments in time where you just sit down and do beats or do you just do them sporadically what's your kind of your flow in, in doing beats for sure um i'm pretty much one of the guys i'll generally make probably 13 14 beats a week mm-hmm. um 
and it'll usually come down to about four or five days during the week when I actually make them. Because um, it's usually, because I work part-time at a coffee shop and then make beats in like the afternoon. And I'll usually just sit down, knock three or four out in a row. And right. then, How long uh, does it take you to do a the beat? The hard part that a lot of producers struggle with is finding the balance between making the beats and then also handling your um, promotion side. So having the equal amount of time to make the beat, but then also make a video of the beat to post somewhere or reach out to some artists and try to market the beats to them. a lot of people just make beats, load them on SoundCloud, and then they're like, why is it not selling? Why right. can't I move any of these? No one wants to buy them. And it's like, because you're not putting yourself out there. No one's just going to stumble on a beat out of nowhere. <laughs> right. How long does it take yeah. you to make a beat? Um, It really depends. I've had... I've had some beats that it's just like the perfect moment, like the one with Cannon, the Savage beat. Uh, that was like I literally just finished it, and I was like, "Hey man, I think you'd kill this." And he was like, "Okay, send it through," kind of thing. And within a few days, he knew he wanted it. But I've had other ones where that's one of the reasons I love working with Zay Hill, because we work together all the time. And the main reason is I can finish a beat, send it to him, and he'll have a song recorded and sent back to me the same night. (laughs) So it's like, um, it's kind of crazy people that work like that. But then I'll have other beats that sit for weeks, weeks and weeks. And then I'm in a studio session with someone and I play it and they're just like, I want that one. And I'm just like, really? I sent that beat to like 15 different people and no one claimed it. And it's like, <laughs> it all comes down to, because it, it also comes down to like, Cannon's not going to want the same beat as KJ. Right. Like, they everyone's got their own tastes. For example, like, Cannon likes a lot darker stuff. KJ likes more like up-tempo Um faster paced kind of stuff so it's all preference <laughs> gotcha gotcha uh so i'm gonna go ahead and ask one of the questions uh this actually came from thomas ionucci he asked uh who are some of your favorite rappers to work with and then what are some of the the favorite songs that you've done um favorite rappers to work with uh cannon's definitely up there uh just because he's very personable uh so it's like the tracks that we've done together have came from hanging out and playing video games and all kinds of stuff like that getting food together uh, i definitely like working with zay hill just because we bounce off each other really quickly um i've been doing a lot of stuff recently with dre murray and okay. I like working with him a lot. 
just because he's very like he's the same way where it like you know if he's gonna use it because you send it to him and he's like right away like i want this one gotcha. kind of guy um derek's really fun to work with same type of thing where it's like in the studio which that's where the best kind of stuff seems to happen which technically Technically, Derek, I haven't produced for. We've just made collab beats together. But right, right, yeah. yeah. I know y'all did that one with uh, Jay Fish. Yeah, we've been getting yeah a lot of response for that, which has been exciting. Yeah, that's all. That's a great song, man. I yeah, I was I was excited that someone picked it up because yeah, um, man, he put it on his website. Um two different collab beats we made he put them on the website and i just kind of forgot about it and then <laughs> jay fish hit me up and he was like talking about how he used it for a song and i was just like oh that's dope that was yeah. one of my favorite beats we made yeah one of the uh, nectar account managers uh enoch flow he he hit me up and was like hey man have you heard he sent me the song Mm-hmm. And uh, then I saw where Derek had uh, he had talked about you know making the beat and and you do the drums and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, so w- when it comes to collabing on a beat, uh, how does that work? Do, does one producer create like the foundation? I mean, what's that process like? Definitely, um, it kind of comes down to your workflow, and a lot of people it comes down to what you're known for. Uh, so for example, for the how about now one it was it was basically like Derek had made he had made almost like a complete beat with it he had done um, he did the 808 and the instruments and then he had some drums and I kind of took those off and put my own drums on it and um, then he had it just kind of like almost as like a 16 bar loop so right. I kind of helped kind of structure it. So it had an intro and then the drop, and I did some little effects to kind of switch it up and then kind of laid it all out. So it's like some people, usually I tell people to just send me um, instrumental loops and I'll handle the drums. Okay. Just because that's like my, my tag is Poetics Bring the Drums in. So oh, it's okay. like I try to be the guy that does the drums because <laughs> gotcha. I don't want that tag to be on a beat and then the drums not hit. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of picky with collabs, but poetics kind of on the drums. <laughs> yeah, poetics brought the instruments in. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound as good. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> now. When you when you when you send uh, music to artists, is there or, or no? Better yet, whenever you're working with artists in studio, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, is there any time where you know you have a beat and they'll ask you, can you add this? Can you add that? How much creative input on the actual beat um, do artists tend to give? I mean, I'm gonna know certain artists are probably mm-hmm. different, but um, what's that like? Have you had any of that going on? Um, for sure. I had, um, one of the guys that does that the most I know is, um, I don't know if you know Illuminate super well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, I, I interviewed him on the, uh, independent artist spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's super dope. Um, 
he's one of those guys that I send a beat to and he like sends me like what he wrote to it and then he's like can we kind of structure it almost like this can you add some more synths and stuff around this part could we have it be hook verse hook verse breakdown kind of thing right um, which is good to have sometimes because it's really easy as a producer to kind of get too comfortable with your own workflow uh-huh. um so i'll make i generally stick to a pretty similar structure with beats i it, i just do like intro hook verse hook verse hook outro and that's gotcha. pretty much it and then uh just because it's so quick to do that layout and right. um it's definitely helpful to have that but then it also comes down to sometimes like if someone's asking for too much from a beat and i haven't been paid yet then it kind of <laughs> comes down to like i'm gonna need some of this up front if you want me to change too much because i've had times too where i'm making a beat and i send it to the person and then they're like okay could you change this change this change this and i changed all that stuff and then they're just like i'm just not feeling it anymore and i'm just like okay so i wasted right two or three hours <laughs> working on right. a beat that you don't even want so but um yeah, yeah it's I, definitely some people are easy to do with that with other people are a little more complex so <laughs> gotcha i'm not going to ask who have been the, the more difficult artist to work with because i just oh, want to yeah. be very work professional <laughs> <laughs> i know everybody's different and some people you're some people are pickier than others so i, I can understand that okay. uh but speaking of which though uh one thing i did want to ask you is not necessarily to go over pricing but um i know like most artists charge about 200 dollars a beat what i see online mm -hmm. uh what what was the first price that you actually put on a beat um that, that you sold gotcha um when i first started which a lot of people kind of friend on me for it when i told them but when i first started production beat wise i was charging 10 to 20 dollars a beat for exclusive oh, okay. rights just because i had no name to anything i was doing because i hadn't worked with anybody popular yet and um my beats honestly really weren't that good back then so it was like um I was just telling people I'll give the beat to you for $20 um, if you're cool with that just because I like your name and I want to put something out there if possible Right. and then since then it's gotten to several hundred as I've progressed and built my own name not only as someone producing for other people but as someone releasing my own music and getting right. response from that and you, you have to charge a certain amount just because if you're doing your own music too you have to be able to put money aside for promotion and every once in a while you're going to have to pay for a feature I try to pay most of the people I work with uh, but it, it comes down to like 
how many expenses you have where some producers might charge a hundred a beat but they're not putting any of their money towards promotion they're not doing any of that so they're just selling beats where they might be able to afford that where other producers can't (laughs) now speaking of which that's one thing i wanted to talk about uh when it comes to you releasing your own stuff, obviously, if you're not an mm-hmm. artist yourself, uh, what goes into that? Do you come up with an album idea? Do you, uh, first of all, let's, let's kind of work down that list. Do you just have an idea for concept album? Is it just a lot of great songs with artists? What does that play out for you? Uh, for my own solo stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, I had... I did an EP a while ago. It was um, towards the end of last year. And I I dropped that and didn't get a whole lot of response. So after that, I just decided all of next year, I'm just doing singles. Right. And so that's what I've pretty much done this whole year is just singles. And it's usually I make a beat. Um, if I have a concept for it, I'll usually hit up someone specific just to do a chorus. Uh, Chorus and a hook. I mean, chorus and a verse sometimes, but sometimes just a chorus. And then I'll usually start pitching it to artists to try to make it a collab song. So that's what I've done with a lot of people um, is we do a full-on collab song. So we both get rights for it and we can release it however we want. And, um, that's definitely, I feel like where I've gotten the most success is the collaborations with, um, Zay. Cause honestly, I've had just as many people hit me up about hearing the stuff Zay and I've dropped. than when Canon dropped a song produced by me, like right, I had right. more people just cause I've had so much response off, um, the tracks rumble and Roscoe that Zay and I both dropped. Both of those songs have had like so much, like so many people hitting me up for beats and stuff since that <laughs> is crazy. But well, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah. It's awesome. It's very humbling. Uh, so do you ask the artist to write like a verse in a certain with a certain meaning behind it or do you just say hey this is kind of an idea i have and they just do whatever they want with it um usually that's why i have someone do a hook first is just because uh once you have the hook down you can kind of lead where the verses are gonna go right like um the track that Zay and I did, Roscoe, he did the hook and a verse for it, and that, that he actually did two verses. But then, after I listened to it, I was like, we need a verse that's going to be something different, but kind of fit it. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to send this to Tony Tillman. I know kind of like where he's going to go with it, and I know that he'll fit the aggression, and concept wise he'll be able to kind of fit the whole because like the whole concept of the song was like 
I'm a man, I'm a beast, I'm a dog. Like, you're almost like an unstoppable kind of thing. And I right. knew he could fit that, which is why I sent it to him. So it's like, usually that's kind of how it goes. But recently, even more, it's just been like, I like collabing with a very select few people more than a large, like reaching out to the bigger artists, trying to cop features from them. It just comes down to these are the people I enjoy work with, working with. Right, right. So I kind of stick around my circle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, especially, you know, as you're building... You, know, you mm. definitely have to have those core people. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you talked about Cannon, Zay Hill. Are there any other kind of core uh, core people around you to either get feedback, criticism, or just kind of uh, just kind of be there on your your shoulder? Yeah. Um, Zach Mahaffey is one of my tightest dudes. He's not super well known yet, but. Um, yeah, because him and he, I have been building a long time. Yeah, he mentioned he was actually over here. Uh, he he was at my house doing an interview on my other podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. His question was, "Why is he so ugly?" I wasn't going to ask that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you don't have to answer it either. That's just that's that. <laughs> that's a joke because we keep. Um, last time we met up. I just kept saying, like, when I don't know what to say to someone, I'll just tell right. them they're ugly. And <laughs> it always gets some kind of funny response from people. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, Zach Mahaffey's super tight dude. Um, Tony Tillman is up there. I I get feedback from him all the time. Um, Cannon's a Paris Cariz is pretty up there. I hit him up a lot about feedback and sending beats and stuff. The key is to hit up the people that are, well, I guess Zay's not really like it, but the people that are really picky when it comes right. to beats, like they won't just hop on anything. Gotcha. Um, it has to be like high quality. Um, illuminates like that too. Cool. But, cool. Yeah. There's some people that they have, they they've had 70 or 80 poetic beats in their email <laughs> wow because so I do you just send them <laughs> do you just do you just randomly send them to people or do you make a connection and then send them what's what's your process usually, like usually i'll try to make a connection and build with them first gotcha. uh, there's a few artists that i don't just because it's like some artists are very business oriented Gotcha. Uh, so they want someone to hit them up, say, I want to send these beats. They give you the email, you send it through. And other artists are like, I don't want you to send anything unless I know you. Mm. And uh, those are the artists that I try to, if anybody comes through Nashville, I'm at the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you can ask anybody, KJ, No Big Deal, Mowgli, like every time someone comes through Nashville, I'm in the area. <laughs> so you're so you're you're trying to make a personal connection up front. Yeah, yeah. If you can, gotcha. Well, that's I mean that's that's really the smart way to go because there's some things that you can't get across in an email or a direct message. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. you can have a great personality 
and they never get that from you in the email. Some people will work with you just because you have a great personality. You know, I mean, not yeah. saying that's all you need, but but yeah, yeah. So um, so I mean that makes sense, and, and you know, and it also goes along with I, I hear a lot of a lot of people in the business world who talk about going to conferences, and mm. uh, because you get to meet people and network, and so that's almost the same. Like business conferences are almost equal to um, concerts nowadays with right. hip hop specifically because you go to, um, for example, I went to a show a while ago that was in Atlanta. It was Corey Paul, Reconcile, a uh, bunch of other artists. And I just, I wasn't even there. Like I drove all the way out there. It was like four and a half hours. I drove all the way there, didn't even stay the whole time just to meet people face to face, right? Get that connection, and then drive four and a half hours back the same day. So it was like <laughs> it, it. It comes down to that's how you get your name out there. Is you almost specifically in hip hop too, because people have on the internet. It's like so many people hit them up like you go to if you look in like canon's dms it's like so many artists wanting to collab so many right. producers wanting to send beats any anybody that starts to get a buzz it's like all the time <laughs> right right yeah i can imagine i know people you know uh when I started my podcast, I had a couple of people that would hit me up and ask questions and stuff. So, uh, artist wise, it's got to be a whole lot more because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, everybody wants to collab or a feature or somebody to partner yeah. with. So I can imagine that. Uh, I do have, I, I got one more personal question before I jump into all these other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, so I noticed, uh, I've seen sometimes where you'll put on Twitter, you know, uh, you know, send me your budget and I'll work with you. Yeah. So what's, you know, what's the difference in someone who has a, uh, a bigger budget than somebody who has a smaller budget? Um, is there a certain, depends cause there's, um, there's some artists that are crazy dope, but they don't have a budget and they don't have the money, but they send me their budget. I usually ask for links to songs too. Right. But um, some people that they'll send their stuff and they're crazy dope and they just need that one song that's going to like start to blow them up a little bit. Right. That that hooking them up during that time can be just as helpful to me as somebody else. For example, uh, Jay Fish like he's not on the same popularity level as a Derek or one K few or Lecrae or someone like that, but he's dope and he is the right song away from blowing up. Right. So it's like just hooking up the right person can be just as beneficial. Um, but I mean, it's also just smart to, be working with people one-on-one -on -one and um it's almost like you go to walmart if they have certain things that aren't selling 
they'll cut deals for people that need it. And it's like, because I mean, it's, it's very smart to keep your price, but it's also, um, smart to be hooking up people just for building connections with them. Right. Because there's people that you're going to hook up and then they might get signed. (laughs) They might get signed to a major that has a bunch of money and then they're going to be like, I'm going to go back to that guy that hooked me up before and has the dope beats on deck so that we can eat together because he helped me when I was in need and I'm going to help him now that I got enough food at the table kind of thing. Yeah. Could you imagine being that producer NF works with who, cause, cause he talked about that a while ago. He said whenever he, before he signed to Capitol, uh, mm-hmm. he worked with almost one guy exclusively for beats. And he said, when he went to Capitol, he told them, he said, look, I want to bring my producer with me. And, yeah. uh, so that, that's very, very beneficial. And uh, yeah, so I recommend definitely. that. And I mean, anybody. I could see, I could see honestly within a year or two, Zay Hill. Oh yeah. Getting oh, some yeah. major record deal or something. And it's I like, too. it's like if he didn't bring his boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would get a talking to. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. All right, man. So let's jump into some of these other questions. I already asked two of them. One of them wasn't a real question. But um, mm-hmm. so Enoch Flow said, ask, um, where's a good outlet for a brand new beat maker to find tools to achieve the level Poetics has? Um, Good outlet. That's, that's an interesting way to word it. Um, I would say... I learned a lot of my techniques and even when it comes down to mixing or um, music theory, I learned most of that off YouTube just from Googling how to make good melodies, watch YouTube videos about it, Um, how to mix a song, how to mix hip hop songs correctly. I learned that off YouTube. <laughs> YouTube University. Yeah. And yeah. And I went to music business college. And honestly, most of my important things that have helped me nowadays, I learned off YouTube. <laughs> don't, say that crazy. The, it's crazy don't say that, man. That. <laughs> but, don't, uh, don't tear down the, the music business school like that with the yeah. truth. Yeah. <laughs> cool, <Bro>. man. So, <laughs> um, so Eric Boston. Mm-hmm. says who uh who did he have to know to get linked up with trackstar slash nectar uh eric boston <laughs> <That's> the- <laughs> <laughs> all right next question this is from uh in cube i think that's how you say it mm-hmm. who inspires you who inspires me yeah hmm are we talking like chh or well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to combine that with another question because somebody else asked, what inspires you that pushes you to the next level? So what, 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 what would you say keeps you going and motivated? Um, I would say definitely a part of it is I've made it a habit to surround myself with 
people that are doing what I want to do and being successful. So that's why I'm trying to be around Canon as much as possible and trying to be around Derek as much as possible is um, you never know when you're around those people the little things that you will catch that could help you like be successful in the long run right because you see the people that have been in the industry a long time doc watson has given me so many helpful tips about the music industry and um just building with people in general uh and when you build those connections with people they want to see you strive and they want to see you be successful too so they're going to push you as hard as they can and then um one of the other things that makes me kind of unstoppable like have kind of the unstoppable momentum slash grind is um just being married (laughs) because i am at a point where it's like i have a wife and we have rent and we have (laughs) you You have stomachs that need to be filled yeah or at least we got something in them we got stuff to do and we got um we want we want to go be able to visit our families and we want to be able to eat well and be able to prepare for the future for kids or stuff like that and i can't i can't be doing that if i'm not successful in some kind of way right right so that's definitely been a huge motivator <laughs> yeah you 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 don't want your tithe to be 10 dollars a month i mean you know exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> all right man so uh so Kodrick McReynolds is a track star says uh what's the best tools to start making beats with uh best tools FL Studio in my personal opinion is one of the top most important things to get but that's just because I love FL Studio some people love Pro Tools some people love Logic I think FL Studio is the way to go um, a keyboard was one of the most expensive things. I mean, not one of the most expensive, one of the most important things I bought because that gave me the ability to uh, create a lot faster and be able to practice chord theory, music theory, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I always wonder what was the difference between using a keyboard and your computer keys. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it's so much quicker to be able to look at your keyboard and when you know a C minor scale, you can look and know what to play next compared to tapping keys that don't really have an order on your keyboard. (laughs) Right, right. But, um, yeah, I would say that and then um, buying different VSTs like Nexus um, keyscape, all that kind of stuff. You don't want to uh, get the bootleg stuff. No, that's actually <laughs> one of the questions too from Travis Easter. He said, "Any good sources for VSTs?" Or uh, then he put free ones. Uh, first of all, what is it? What is a VST? And then, what are some good sources for? Um, a VST is basically like a 
a virtual instrument almost. Um, so, for example, Nexus is like a keyboard that has thousands of presets for different instruments and stuff like that. Um, one of the best ones I bought is called Keyscape. It is, I think, I think it was like 450 bucks, something like that. But it's like this giant library of pianos, right. and all of it's pianos and some keyboards, and they're all like 100% accurate. Mm. So you can play. I plug in my keyboard, and I play it. And it sounds exactly like a real grand piano, and that was that was very very important. Um, there's not a whole lot, honestly, of free VSTs that are worth it. Um, there's some that are really cheap or go on sale, and um, there was one called Air Two that I bought that was really good. But that's pretty much it. You just don't you don't want to be that guy that's getting the getting the five hundred dollar plug in for free <laughs> online <laughs> because that will that will wreck your computer. <laughs> I was about to say that'll give you and a virus once, real quick. Once you start making money, that'll bite you in the butt. <laughs> for sure. So the last one I have here uh, is from Akeem Towns. How has it become easier, or no, has it become easier for producers to become successful over the past few years? Um, I'd say definitely with, uh, there's been a rise of producers kind of making a name for themselves in hip-hop. It, uh, back in the day, there used to be two, but at the same way, like, for example, Dr. Dre, Swizz Beats, DJ Premier, like they were killing it but for example dj premier wasn't doing the same numbers that metro boomin is in popularity numbers uh metro boomin zaytoven uh big head on the beat g neils like all those people are, are they're almost blowing up the same as the artists gotcha. so it's like because with social media, you blow up with an artist, you're being tagged in all their pictures, you're being tagged in all their posts, you're going to blow up too. Um, so I would say definitely with London on the track as another one, there's definitely, I'd say it's a lot easier for producers to make a name for themselves. 2018 right. compared to... 2008 <laughs> yeah I, I know a lot of people are you know making beats and putting them on YouTube and uh, you know doing really great SEO because uh, a while ago whenever I was trying to do some music you know I, I was looking up stuff and my cousin was telling me hey man we can just rip these songs and yada 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 which I'm telling people do not do that buy yeah. the beats from, from producers oh, yeah. <laughs> and you so yeah you don't pay for it you'll get sued real quick yeah so ha, have you encountered it well i mean you said you only send beats to people mm -hmm. by yourself so you don't have to worry about that yeah i definitely um i've known people that have 
posted beats online for sale and it hasn't sold and then right. they end up searching youtube and finding someone using the exact beat <laughs> and they're just like no that's you didn't buy that because i never sold that so right, right. and then um they get it flagged and taken down and they get their due compensation but and it's hard to do with hip-hop because there's not as much money as there used to be in streaming numbers and all that kind of stuff there's definitely money but not as it used to be so it's like um the worst you can do is have someone have it taken down like you're not going to make much money off someone getting 50k youtube streams because it's only going to equal like 20 bucks maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah it's crazy industry's a weird place yeah man so um I'd say last question. Who are some people that you haven't had a chance to work with, but you would love to collab with either collab on a beat or uh, produce for anything like that? Um, I really want to collab with Dayton. Dayton's one of my favorite artists right now. Um, Ty Brazel's up there. KB. Um, uh, there's not a whole lot in CHH recently that are artists that I haven't worked with that I want to. So I've worked with a lot of people that I want to, which is crazy to think too. So uh, list off some of them, not not to boast yourself up, just to give people an idea of who you've. I mean, you've already mentioned a lot of them. So Dre Murray, uh, mm-hmm. Cannon, KJ. Uh, um, you mentioned uh, okay, Illuminate. I'm trying to think of the list. I think I I can bring up. I have a Spotify playlist. But I say you need to have a list by your computer. So every day you're making beats, you can say, okay, who do I need to get on this um, list? I got a Spotify playlist that I organized all the people that I've worked with. Um, So we got (laughs) Canon, KJ52, Illuminate, Doximillion, Surf Gang, Dylan Chase, not Clyde, Corey Wise, Plain James, um, Case Eight of the New Black, Eric Heron, Jerry Mana, Jay Fish, Derek Miner. Um, obviously, I don't know if I said Zay Hill, but Zay yeah. Hill. <laughs> uh, my boy Zach Mahaffey bro it's it's very humbling um working with people and the fact that people who have these huge followings are willing to work with someone who doesn't have a following like that in the same way is crazy to me yeah and i just gotta again with with all the people who have mentioned this guy's name uh doc watson is just helping everybody oh yeah uh you mentioned him earlier and i just he's like the medic of christian (laughs) hip-hop like i don't i I don't know how he does it man but like it seems like he's always helping everybody everybody i've talked to 
mm-hmm. uh, whether it was in the interview or off of an interview, have all referenced Doc Watson. Yeah. Like, more than anybody it, else, Doc it Watson. It comes down to a lot of the time he's, like, he's not only praising artists when they're doing good things, he's also, like, calling out artists that are doing bad things. Right, so it's right. like I've had times where I post something on Twitter that's just, like, kind of bitter bitter or <laughs> I'm just kind of upset about something and I'll post something on Twitter and then Doc hits me up and he's like he's like bro that's not the way you want to come off like right and then he's like he's checking me and that's that's gotcha. that's the kind of thing you need to really become successful and Doc's also the kind of people doing um, connections behind the scenes like when I first started becoming involved with RMG before I knew um, any of the artists very well, I'd send beats to Doc, and he would peep them and forward them to somebody, which right. can mean a lot coming from Doc. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But when an artist gets the email from Doc that's beats forwarded to them, they're way more likely to check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just want to encourage anybody out there who uh, who's not an artist, but, you know just understanding that big name artists aren't the only people who make the industry move oh, that's uh, i think true. A, I, I think a lot of people want to be you know and, and, and it's kind of a good thing like you know i want to be a bigger name artist to be able to help other people out but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you whenever i talk to people about who has been a huge help to you like almost never is it an artist and mm-hmm. I'm not knocking any artists out there, but it's usually somebody like Doc Watson. Yeah. Uh, I've had uh, Stephen Robinson pop up. Justin and Chad from Rapzilla. Yeah. Have helped me a ton. Chris Chicago. I didn't even know how much Chris Chicago was actually playing my stuff in his. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> in his radio shows because I didn't get tagged in the post or whatever. But then I went on rapzilla you can look at an artist archive right it shows all the things they were tagged in and then i saw i was like scrolling through all the times that he had played my song on his radio show and i was just like that's crazy right like i was like i didn't even know that and lo and behold he was holding me the whole time (laughs) that's awesome man that's awesome well poetics I got to say, man, I appreciate you doing the show, sharing some wisdom and uh, answering all these questions. And, you know, is there any, any, you know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you this because somebody's going to hit me up and be like, yo, man, y'all don't talk about Jesus at all. Do, do you love Jesus? Oh, I love Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to throw that in as an afterthought, but uh, oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, you know, if I'm talking with a Christian individual and we don't talk about Jesus for 30 minutes. People trip. <laughs> and uh, Poetics is a Christian. He's a reborn oh, yeah. uh, citizen of I the kingdom of God. I consider myself a Christian producer, too. Oh, like, yeah. oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I won't, so. even, I won't even shy away. <laughs> I'll work with people that aren't Christian. Right, but right. at the same time, I consider myself 100% all in. <laughs> God's awesome, giving me man. all this stuff. I'm not going to take him out of it, you know? Right, right. 
That's incredible, man. I'm glad. It was funny because I was thinking earlier. You know, I, you know, I, I do normally perceive a couple questions in my head. I just don't like <laughs> to make a huge outline and get messed up by my own outline. But one of the oh, questions I was going to jokingly ask is, are you a Christian producer or producer who happens to be Christian? Just as a joke. Yeah. yeah. Just as a joke. Because I've, people. I've had people ask me that before, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> that's funny. Like, like just random people, the actual artists wanting to work with you um random people pretty much okay okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, most, I can, most artists honestly like they don't even don't really care, care. like <laughs> they're trying to like, get the music out there most of the artists i've met too like when someone asks them that they're just like i don't even like want to put anything on myself <laughs> like they're right. like i don't even like being called a rapper <laughs> they're like just call me like an artist <laughs> i'm just a poet of words who happens who happens to rhyme them on a beat yeah exactly but uh so i need everybody out there listening to the business with bordeaux podcast do me a favor when you share this make sure that you let dayton kb and ty brazzle know <laughs> that they need to get to work with poetics all right everybody do that and if you don't do that I'm going to be very upset. Uh, Poetics, <laughs> man. Like Again, I appreciate you uh, taking the time, chopping it up with me, sharing all this information, wisdom, uh, your heart, your soul, blood, sweat, and tears, all that good stuff. And uh, tell, everybody where they can, tell everybody where they can find you, man. Um, you can find me on Twitter, IG, as um, P-R-O-D-B-Y Poetics, as in Poetic with an S at the end. If you didn't yeah, get and there's that. There's only one of you, right? because <laughs> some people only... will hit me up and be like i typed in poetics and i didn't see anything <laughs> and i'm just like bro or they'll tag me as poetic right right they'll be like shout out poetic and i'm like no no close it's the wrong one but, it's the wrong one um you can also find me i don't know but coming to nashville <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it all right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the rest of the stuff you got coming out. You got anything coming out this year? Anything else? Or um, Yeah, before the end of the year, Zay and I are dropping a dual single. Okay. Um, I might as well tell you right now because we haven't announced it yet. But um, it's called Turbo Graphics. And nice. First track's Turbo, second one's Graphics. And they're both like the craziest, almost like experimental bangers and then <laughs> first of the year coming super hard me kj and dre murray are dropping the track nice so nice that joint's crazy i'm looking forward yeah. to all of them man we, i, we, I we, can't we, i can't say too much about that one yet but when are you gonna rap on it oh bro you don't want to hear me rap <laughs> <laughs> you don't right. you don't want to hear that <laughs> All if, right, if, man. I, if I did rap, I'd say something inappropriate and get a lot of people upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Let's not do that one. I, I, I don't want to have my first ever beep on the show. That'd be that wouldn't be cool. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. Produce uh, or prod by Poetics. Yeah. Um, make sure you hit him up everywhere and look forward to the new singles coming out, man. Appreciate and uh, yeah, man. Looking forward to hitting you up again, maybe on a different podcast or so. Yeah, so, we can do it. All right, I'm man. always down for whatever. <laughs> All 
right, cool deal, man. Take it easy. All righty, that was the interview with Poetics. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it's always really good to be able to talk with artists who, uh, you know, have worked with Trackstars or are part of anything Trackstars does. It's kind of extra special to me. But Poetics is just a really good producer. Like he's just he's great at what he does. Uh, being in it for two years and kind of reached you know a level that he has reached at this point in time is really impressive. So make sure you're following Poetics and uh, see what he does. Or just reach out to him. You know, tell him what's up. I'm sure he don't mind. Uh, connecting with people so make sure you do that and and if you're an artist do not ask for free beats don't do that um that's just rude you know uh pay the man for his work <laughs> no i'm not saying anybody's done that but uh I, I am a firm believer in paying for what you get from people so uh yeah anyway uh i do want to thank again uh com for being a patron of the show head over to com for all of your clothing needs and he's working on some tennis shoes too, so I'm excited for that. I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge fan of of getting all of my clothes from companies and people that I truly support. And so being able to get a pair of shoes is going to be awesome as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, and also want to let you know, uh, SolomonSportsPodcast.com. If you're a comic book fan, you like the movies, whether it's Marvel, DC, doesn't matter. Uh, we have a SolomonSportsPodcast.com. Uh, it is a podcast as well, but the website, we actually have original content, written articles and stuff about the movies and the trailers and uh, predictions and theories and all that type of stuff. So if that's up your alley, make sure you head over there to check that out. And also, I do want to thank uh, I do want to thank Trackstars, the Trackstars Podcast Network. Make sure you go check out the Trackstars Podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've already done that for the most part. I think most people actually find this show through Trackstars. I'd love to know if you didn't find this show through Trackstars, I'd love to know how you did. Because uh, that's always one of the things that's kind of difficult for people who are trying to create something is really getting good analytics. And it's just really hard to get those in general. So uh, I'd love to find out how you found the show. If you want to hit me up, Jason Bordo one on Instagram and on Twitter. And I also have the Business with Bordo. Uh, Facebook page and the website businesswithbordo.com again if you want to support the show you can do so as well on Patreon and uh, greatly greatly appreciated so anyway I think that's it for the show this week uh, I do want to thank all of you for tuning in I'll be back in a couple weeks with another great show for you and always remember the more you learn the more you know and the more you know the more you grow thanks and God bless <laughs>